are thrilled you are here with us. 100 Creatives represents a collective of individuals across creative and educational sectors that seek to learn from one another and share insights, ideas, and start conversation. We gather together at our virtual roundtable to explore the intersection of creativity and how it relates to our individual selves and also to community impact. I am your host, Angela Popplewell, and I am the CEO of 100 Cameras, a nonprofit organization that equips youth worldwide with tools to process and tell their stories through photography. Each podcast episode hosts a group of voices from members of our 100 Cameras Board of Creatives to program educators to youth participants from programs all across the world, even to special guest appearances from our brand partners and friends who share in the commitment that creativity and self-expression should be available to all. Sarabes Saleh is a photo artist and photographer from Kobani, Syria. Having worked as a photographer with local non-governmental organizations, his love for people transformed him into having a camera by his side and taking portraits of every emotion that inspired him, resulting in a photographic style and commitment filled with emotion, storytelling, mood, and intimacy. His passion for photography grew stronger when he started the Sirkani Darkroom, a nonprofit that includes both a mobile photography project and photography school for refugees and local children on the Turkish and Syrian border. Lydia Billings is a photographer, photography teacher, and the COO of 100 Cameras. She has helped to build the organization to become a model that supports tens of thousands of youth worldwide and has helped lead partnerships with Apple, Fujifilm, Adobe, Framebridge, and more. Tell us where you are in the world and the name of your organization. So my name is Taibastale. Now I'm in Mardin. Mardin is all the uh, southeast of Turkey. So, Sirkane Darkroom is a mobile photography project for children on the Turkish and Syrian border. Yeah, so in the project, we teach refugee and local children photography workshops. And how did the Darkroom begin? What was the inspiration? When did it begin? How did it begin? Who was involved? We're so inspired by hearing the backstory. <laughs> yeah, so we created the, the project in 2017, before, like almost before five years ago. One day we went to one area, it's called Station. It's a neighborhood belong to Martin. So we went to that area, we saw like there's a refugee local and there are, there are different communities living in the neighborhood, but they never been like in communication and touch with each other. So we got an idea to start it with children and using photography as a language to let children express themselves by photography. So this is how we got the idea. Yeah, in the beginning of the workshops, we got the further from German NGO. It's called Welching der Hilfe. So in the beginning of 10 months of the project, we like, we worked in the station after 10 months of the project. So we continue our project by opening like fundraising. And yeah, uh, after that, we change our mobile program into mobile, the dark room. So we, we have a container, we change the container into a dark room container. So each four or five months, we are traveling from place to place. And from the fundraising, we got a secondhand caravan. We also, with the caravan, we are traveling from village to the village. 
Yeah, in the workshop we teach children analog photography, and we are also like with we adding with analog photography uh, awareness subjects such as child rights, child marriage, child labor, the project to let children get empowered and express themselves by photography. Wow, it's so beautiful. Everything about your journey and what you're doing now. I'm so you said something and I hope I remember it exactly how you said it, but you saw photography as a language. Does that sound right like I remembered that correctly? Yeah. And I think that's that's such a a beautiful thing to pause on and I'm curious what was there something when you were before the initial idea was inspired, were there experiences where you saw that play out in your life or in your community firsthand where you realized, wow, photography, we, we, it really is its own language? I mean, in my experience, because I'm also like a refugee, so I came to Turkey and I couldn't speak a language. So I, yeah, so I was expressing my, myself by holding a camera and taking photos and people like supported me by photography yeah, when they see my result. So this is how yeah, we, got, we got the idea. So we saw in that area, there are like people are speaking same languages, Arabic, Kurdish, Turkish, but they never been communicating to each other. So this is how we, yeah, we get an idea. Let's use photography. It's a very useful tool to let children expect themselves. And yeah, the result of the photography are amazing because in the beginning of the workshop, when you see children are participating in the workshop, they are very shy, they cannot express themselves and they don't have a self-confidence. But when, yeah, by, they are, when they, by, they are, by attending the workshops, they day by day, I mean, they started like expressing themselves, asking about their rights and talking about their rights. And yeah, in the end of the project, you see children are, yeah, they're starting like making photo reading, uh, talking about their result of, yeah, when uh, they are talking, when they took a photo, they're talking about that moment. So how did they took a photo and how they managed to take a photo. So yeah, you can see the result. So yeah. Lydia and I are smiling ear to ear over here because it's the depths of truth, everything you're saying. And we first met you on Instagram, which you know, major props to the Instagram platform for bringing us together and just being able to foster that sense of community. But it's just so true. I mean, we're just nodding over here because this is the power of creative expression. And it's, I think the world can be a complex place and a difficult place, but to be able to meet you and connect with you on the other side of the world, and you're doing something so similar and to have the same experience, like that's the power of art and that's the power of creativity. And it's, I just am, filled with so much gratitude that that you are there and that you have a mobile dark room that is next level and we don't work within analog photography so i'm so fascinated by how does that work how did you create a mobile dark room that you can successfully move around across communities and across countries and borders 
Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, so 100 camera is our role model. So, I mean, we are getting uh, yeah, inspired by you, actually. So, you are our role model. So, thank Same you so much. Same to you. Same to you. <laughs> it's vice versa, both ways. I mean, be, I mean, using uh, traveling darkroom, I mean, is it like a really great tool for children to read children because here unfortunately culturally i mean there are uh, there is a beginning they don't accept like sending children from place to a far place this kind of thing so using analog for, uh, mobile dark room i mean it's a very good tool uh, uh, to read children how long do the students spend with the darkroom? Do they come every day or is the workshop every week? How is the structure of it? I mean, it depends on their schedule. I mean, during the school day, so we are making the workshop in the end of the, yeah, the, end of the week, it, depending on children's schedule. So mostly, I mean, like the workshop continued two months. So in the beginning of the workshop, I'm explaining to the children what is analog photography, what is photography. In the photography, there is no bad photos, there is no great photos. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, it, it, I mean, so I'm also explaining to them, you don't need a camera to express yourself. I mean, you can use camera or like just a cell phone, mobile to just express yourself. And after that, so I show them all different type of camera, digital, analog photography, like analog, lomography, all different types of camera. And after that, so I teach them a compositional photography and I'm explaining to them compositional photography doesn't have the rules. Doesn't have a rules. Photography doesn't have a rules. So I love that. I love that photography doesn't have rules. Can we create something together about that? Because that's a I feel like the best part of learning all the rules is knowing them so you can break them. That's a true artist, right? Yeah, you have that foundation of how to approach, but then what you create is what you create. I I love that answer. Yeah, yeah. When you are saying rules, because when I say uh, rules, so you are saying there's limitation in photography. So yeah, in, in reality, there is no rule. So... Photographs are always getting changed, yeah. So yeah, with the uh, composition of photography, I'm also like teaching children uh, child rights with photo reading. So we are like giving them child rights because most of the children, they don't know what child rights mean. So with the photography, we are empowering them. And we go outside shooting without film just to practice how to shoot a photo of a, photos and yeah just to practice so we we gave them some tasks for example we are letting one syrian and one turkish uh, supporting each other during the taking photos so one of them they can be a model one of them they can be a photographer so they are always changing the places and this is how we are bringing bringing two children together so it's a so yeah they are working together when we are shooting photos outside after we come back to the workshop, I show them a uh, documentary about photographers. Uh, yeah, and the documentary is about like a best females and male photographers, just to let them, uh, just to explain to them 
there's also like a, there's gender equality. So how, yeah, so after that, they took a camera to home for one week, two weeks. Yeah, we are, uh, when they are taking the camera, so I'm just explaining to them, you have to feel the moment when you are taking photos and yeah, without telling them what they select. So they select all the subject by themselves. And after they come back to the workshop, I show them how to develop inside the darkroom, how to develop films and how to print it inside the darkroom. So they're learning all this process. After they learn all, all this process, I let them, they do this process by their own. And I just watching them and they continue this by themselves. Wow. Wow. I'm curious the ages of the students, and I'm so inspired by something you said. You said we encourage the students to feel the moment when they are taking a picture, and I that's something that really resonates with us as well, and just me personally as a photographer. And I would just love to hear what what is the response been? What did the students tell you when they come back with their camera after a week or two weeks? What do they share? What is their experience? Do they enjoy it? Do they, are they challenged by it? Are they inspired? Is it all of that? Yeah, I'd love to hear more about their experience. I mean, I'm all, in the beginning, I'm always like getting uh, like negative feedback from the adults about it. So they are saying, oh, children will take photos about sadness or uh, it will be always about sorrow. So Actually, after they come back, they are so sharing with us their private moments and how they see the world and yeah, in real life, they are very small. Yeah, they see the world in different uh, level. So they are sharing with us their true moments. So uh, not by any adult. It's like a very, yeah, it's uh, a true moment. But from the eyes of children. So yeah, they are sharing us this really uh, true moment when they are inside the house, when they are like uh, happy inside the house, when they are playing outside with their friends. Oh, wow. I, we, we have this saying we find ourselves saying a lot. So I guess it's become a cliche, as we say, within 100 cameras. But it's it's just this reflection of what if what if we all could see the world as kids see it? Because you're exactly right. They have this ability to document and use art or photography as a way to self-express really complex moments, but in a way that feels so simple to connect with. You were describing they can document sadness, but also happiness. And oftentimes we find they can document both at the same time. And it's it's so important, I think, not only for their expression, but for us as adults to to take the time to pause and reflect on that and to connect with that and to try to channel that within ourselves. It's I'm just so deeply moved by this conversation. And I have a question. It's a little similar to Lydia's in the way that you described throughout this conversation and in my conversations prior with you of you described it really well of how kind of all of these pieces are working together to build confidence within a kid who's taking the workshop and utilizing photography in this way. It also builds a new skill set 
And it also builds ultimately pathways for outlets of expression. And the beautiful thing about photography, because it's so technical in one way, but then also so freeing in another way, is it's really this hybrid model to be able to accomplish all of those things at once. Uplifting the next generation of leaders across the globe to process and tell their stories and to show the world how to see through their unique lens. That's what it's all about here at 100 Cameras. Join the Lens of Hope community today to make more programs possible and receive special impact updates all year long. Learn more at 100cameras.org backslash donate. And I'm wondering, does, does any memory arise for you here? Is there a moment that sticks out where you referenced a little bit, some kids will start off really shy or not confident and by the end they are. There is a lot of uh, examples. So, I mean, I mean, during our conversation, so I, so yeah, I just remembered uh, some of examples. Uh, for example, there's one photo uh, by Zenab. I mean, she, I mean, she, I mean, she, she, I mean, she has like a really great, amazing photograph. I mean, I cannot show it to you now, but I mean, she's really amazing photographer. I mean, or artist. I mean, so yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great examples. But I can start from. I remember one example, one ch uh, child. So I cannot show you the photo just to like talk about it. So I mean, all of the photos are great. They are using their imagination with reality. So there's a lot of examples. I don't know how to show it to you. <laughs> I know we so. can link to it. So rest, we can link to it on the podcast website. So for anyone listening, go to the podcast website. We'll share it at the end of this episode and link to your organization, the photographs you're referencing, because we definitely want to be able to see them. So we can do it that way. <laughs> yeah, like I said, there is a, really uh, a lot of examples. It's most of them they are really great, so they are always like using the imagination with the reality. There is, like I said, there is one uh, of our participants called Zenab. She's always taking photographs about gender and how gender, there's no uh, any barrier for gender. She's always trying to show uh, the world there is no bothering about uh, gender. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of examples. How powerful that a topic like that, that's obviously important to that student could start to be expressed in this visual way. I imagine it's been an involvement for you and it's definitely been an involvement for 100 cameras. There's been a shift, I think, in a general understanding of what our organizations seek to do and how we seek to provide outlets for expression for kids or youth and, and why that's important. But in the early days and sometimes still now, there are definitely obstacles that come with it just by the nature of, well, obstacles happen in life in general and also obstacles for creating understanding for why this is important. And I'll share an example. You know, in the very early days, like this is over 10 years ago, when this was 
really just a concept for us or an idea. Some initial feedback was, why don't you just raise money and build the school for that community? Or don't kids need food, water, and shelter more? And the more I learned and unlearned and we continue to learn, it's of of course, every human needs and deserves the right to have access to food, shelter, water, education, absolutely. And there are organizations, hopefully locally, that are coming alongside to do that in a way that's responsible and sustainable. But then next up is every human deserves the right to process what they're going through and feel connected to their community and feel like they have a say in that narrative and to be able to express and have outlets for that. And it's been a beautiful evolvement. You know, I think so much research around the world supports this and continues to. But I'm just curious, have you run into any obstacles? Yeah, so situation here are same. So we are always like uh, getting with receiving like feedback. Yeah, uh, first aid or like uh, so humanitarian support is, is the first. You should. Yeah, totally, of course. As a human, that of course I totally agree. But oh yeah, like you gave out an example about the school. I'm mean, also a 100 cameras in Sukhanet darkroom. Actually, it's it's a non-formal educational, uh, yeah, uh, tools. But it's educational, but not formal. So yeah, I mean, you in the beginning, so. We are like uh, from the parents, especially like I said, they're always like asking. So they are saying like, "Oh, the humanitarian support uh, first. So after they seeing how photography helps their children, how the yeah they get self confidence. Yeah, they get self confidence. So they are starting accepting and saying yes. Yeah, so." Photography is a really good tool to to yeah remove war trauma and also it's a really really good tool to open a new door for them to yeah there is a lot of examples so I remember some of the children that was out of the schools so with the photography so we forwarded them to the school and now they are like continuing their education and now they are like more interested in photography what just to follow up what what is the feedback from parents and adults what does it sound like when they can see the student developing this self-confidence and this ability to express themselves in in the beginning they don't take it seriously they think ah so let's just sending children outside just like to have a spend time alone so after they are seeing day by day, children are having cameras and taking photos and they are thinking, oh, this is, it's a normal, it will, the result will be like a normal, like a not, uh, yeah, it will be just a normal result. So after they are, yeah, starting, they are starting like a feeling children are starting speaking and they are, they are like having conversation and they are, like they are like a socializing. And after they see in the beginning of the workshops, they see the results. They are starting like believing in them, and especially there is a lot of the examples 
uh, like by uh, parents. Example for for example, I remember a one father. He was thinking to register in while somewhere, so he couldn't have a, like a photograph portrait of him. So he asked his daughter to photograph him, and so she photographed her father. And she came to the workshop and treated her father portrait, and she gave it to her father as a gift. And I remember that moment; it was like a very beautiful moment. You see, like a smiling father are smiling, and he's supporting his daughter. So yeah, so, so that I love that. It's the best. It's just the best moment when you can see that light bulb click for for all the stakeholders or participants involved in that student or kid's life. This speaks to, in general, the importance of enrichment programs and what that can provide and foster. But then, of course, I think we're biased to the arts, but it's just it's just next level, everything that that creative expression can do. Is there anything else you want to share? Please share anything you want. Most of our community consists of creatives and photographers. So please, if we're not asking all the all the questions and there's something else you want to share, we want to hear it. Yeah, so our mission and vision in this project is just to uh, uh, let the world see for the, yeah, the world from the eyes of children. And yeah, in our project, so we let children choose their photographs. So in our website or like social media account, so all the photos were being selected by children. So I'm always trying to be aware so that to not select the photographs, to just to let children select their photos. Yeah, yeah. So our now we are continuing with the caravan was one of my dreams, biggest dreams. So now with the caravan, we are traveling from village to village. It's very, I mean, I'm super happy to see the result and reaching this poor area, children are getting access. Yeah, seeing children accessing to this of cultural workshops. Same thing of 100 cameras. I'm always like showing my friends the video from your website in Kurdistan, Iraq. And I'm always the point that I'm getting inspired. So because there is no any organizations teaching children with photography in Iraq, in Kurdistan. So they are always getting inspired about from your video and from your work also. Same. I mean, we're deeply inspired as well by all of the communities you're able to reach and work alongside. It takes a community. So we're just so thankful to be in it with you. I have another question that's sort of been at the top of my mind. You mentioned pairing students together from different cultural backgrounds. Was it Turkish and Syrian? Yeah, so after Syrian and Iraqi world, so there are now Syrian and Iraqi here in Mardin. So yeah, so there are Iraqi, Syrian, and Turkish, Kurdish, uh, uh, yeah, community here in Mardin. And how did that decision, how did you come to that choice to pair students together who maybe had never met before, maybe they have, but they bring with them different backgrounds, experiences, cultures, languages. How was that decision made? And what have you seen? What has been the result of that? So the decision was just 
to what to the decision was is to just the language is uh, not a barrier or it's not just a tool to let that uh, uh, for communication. Yeah, so this is was like a decision and what was your second question? Sorry. What has been the outcome of doing that? Of having students from different cultures, different backgrounds experience this process together? Yeah, so as a refugee, so now I'm saying myself, I'm, a, uh, I'm not a Syrian, not Turkish, not Kurdish. So I now I'm still, my, I, I, I'm just saying I'm a human. Same thing, yeah, for Turkish and Arabic, Arabs and Kurds. So after they are like a, having moment together, they are starting like a, and saying, oh, we are saying, like, a, a normal official ID, it's a not our, how I can say, it's a not our, I just forget the word, it's a not representing us. So it doesn't matter where are you from, we are all human. So, yeah, that make, made me feel so good because same thing for me as I'm a, yeah, I'm a refugee. Now, I don't feel myself as a refugee or I don't represent myself as a Kurdish or like a Syrian. So now, so I'm mixed. Yeah. So, would you be willing to share more about your story? Yeah, my story actually. So I'm originally from Kobani. Kobani is like a border city of the Syrian and Turkish uh, borders. So uh, I studied photography in uh, Aleppo University. I mean. Uh, in the beginning, so I was so uh, I was thinking to study a department of history. So I mean, one day I went to one area. I saw like a uh, yeah. I mean, I get attracted. Uh, I get inspired from like from people faces. So this is how I get inspired. So I yeah, I changed my department into photography. So. Yeah, after I finished my study in Aleppo University, so I, yeah, I come back to my hometown, Kobani. After, so in few months later, I, I just attacked my hometown. So I came to Turkey. So I stayed two, two weeks in the border. After that, I entered Turkey. So in the beginning, it was like a, uh, yeah, it was a uh, tough uh, uh, period, but there was also in the beginning, so there is like a discrimination. You can communicate, com communicate with the Turkish, uh, but uh, I mean, when I, I, I hold the camera, I start like taking photos and show them the result. They started like believing in me and uh, support me and feel like I'm not invisible. So this is was like a best moment. I started to continue getting inspired by taking photos and people started understanding me. So yeah, without like being Turkish. So yeah, so this is how I get more inspired by us by photography so i also started working with some international and local organization as a photographer and yeah one day i came to mardin 
uh, because of my work. And yeah, so and one I meet Tirkane. Tirkane is just like a, a, a social circuit school uh, who are working for yeah for and for children who are affected by war. So I started working as a photographer with Tirkane, and one day we went to one area. It's called Sasham, and this is how yeah we created Tirkane Darkroom. And I also, so time by time, I was like getting inspired from children by learning. I mean, they teach me Turkish. So, really, really. I mean, so in the beginning, my Turkish was very bad. So from from the children, so I yeah, I learned Turkish. Now you can say I'm like a native Turkish. I speak Turkish very well because of children. They teach me. So yeah, I mean. And also, I learn. Uh, yeah, I I get experience working with children because. And now, I mean, I can say children. Well, I mean, we always like saying children are really small. They are they cannot understand us, but that's not correct. So, um, I mean, besides, if they are like different from adults, but I mean, I mean. Yeah, so now I don't see children as a, like a, they are small and they are same with us. So just uh, now I see children in different perspectives. They are we should like not treat them as they are child. They are very small. They are small. We should be honest with children and treat them. They are not invisible. They are real. so well said. Thank you for sharing that and your story and how it deeply impacts everything you create today. It's the impact you're having is there's not even a word for it. We're so thankful to know you. How can anyone listening support your work directly? So actually, so yeah, Sidalcom is a non-profit organization. Uh, time by time, we are in need of like a like in white films and simple compact cameras. So people can support us by sending like a secondhand cameras or like they can also like support us through our fundraising campaign. And also they can also be part of this uh, journey. So we are always like a welcome to, yeah, welcome, welcome photographers to share their uh, knowledge about photography. To children, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, everyone listening, we will link the website, all the details. You have to follow on Instagram. So we'll link all of that. The images are just so so moving in and of themselves. So I'm really excited for people to see them and experience, feel the moment alongside the students that make such beautiful artwork. Yes, thank you. We hope to catch up again here soon. Yeah. Also, it will be really great to see you one day here. We are working together here in Turkey or in Yeah, it will be really great. Like I said, 100 camera is our role model. So I'm always like getting inspired and showing children uh, photographs from your Instagram or yeah. So that's so wonderful. That <laughs> so wonderful. And let's make it happen. I would love to be to be together that would be amazing yeah that would be really great Mm -hmm. 
You can help me um, brush up on my darkroom skills. I'm a little rusty. I love this. It'll be if not when. No, when not if. Wow. <laughs> it's early here. Yeah, it's um, morning here. So it's, we can't wait. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for being here with us. To see highlights from this conversation and more, visit the 100 Creatives website at www.100cameras.org backslash podcast.